Welcome to WTBU News Today. I'm Stella Lawrence. Boston has been a bit cooler lately, but temperatures are still in the high 70s, low 80s with scattered evening thunderstorms. Temperatures Sunday are expected to reach a high of 85 before cooling off to the mid-70s early next week. Grace Ferguson is here now to report on Boston University President Robert Brown's updates for reopening campus. In an interview with the Daily Free Press, Boston University President Robert Brown revealed some new details about the university's reopening plan. The Daily Free Press, BU's independent student newspaper, published a transcript of the interview on Friday. COVID-19 cases could get high enough in Boston or at BU that the university needs to go fully online. But Brown told the paper that BU doesn't have a specific threshold yet. The paper didn't ask whether students would be forced to leave campus in that scenario. There's no decision yet on whether BU will send students home after Thanksgiving, but Brown said to expect one next week. As for housing, BU is de-densifying rooms, but they're also looking for space to put students from canceled study abroad programs. Brown said BU is just about to sign contracts with nearby hotels to expand its housing capacity. Housing for isolation and quarantine won't be in hotels. BU is setting aside entire buildings for that on campus. If a student shows symptoms of COVID-19, they'll be tested for the disease. But Brown said they'll also get tested for flu and strep. This is on top of BU's already massive COVID-19 testing operation. The university doesn't have specific plans for enforcing health protocols. What Brown did know for sure is BU police won't be involved. In Salt Lake City, Utah, I'm Grace Ferguson for WTBU News. Joining us now is Melissa Ellen with a story on the mishandling of coronavirus cases in a veterans facility in New England. Governor Charlie Baker asked for reforms yesterday for Soldiers Home in Holyoke. Baker said that the facility should hire a licensed nursing professional. This comes after the Tuesday release of a report based on an investigation into Holyoke that Baker requested. Holyoke had 76 deaths due to the coronavirus following the start of the pandemic. Mark Perlstein, who led the independent investigation, called the findings, quote, utterly baffling from an infection control perspective, end quote, and deduced that Holyoke made, quote, substantial errors, end quote. Some of these errors detailed in the report include a decision to place 40 veterans in a space meant to hold 25 people when both groups to be consolidated had individuals who tested positive for COVID-19. Holyoke also appears to have delayed testing of veterans who were already showing coronavirus symptoms, continue to let staff freely rotate between units, and not always use proper protective gear. The manager of Holyoke, Bennett Walsh, has been on leave since March and has now been declared unfit to lead the facility. The report deemed the decision made by all Holyoke staff subpar. The report read that it was simply meant to discover what exactly happened and why, but no legal actions have been taken yet, although Baker has advocated for them. In a public address Wednesday about the report, Baker said, quote, The details of the report are nothing short of gut-wrenching. In fact, this report is hard to read, end quote. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Melissa Ellen for WTBU News. And now we'll head over to Cole Benowitz for an update on the investigation into the death of Elijah McLean. Colorado Governor Jared Polis appointed a special prosecutor Thursday to reinvestigate Elijah McLean's death in police custody in August of 2019. 
McLean was stopped on his way home from a convenience store after a passerby called 911, reporting what he believed to be suspicious, which stemmed from McLean wearing a ski mask and, in the caller's words, acting weird. McLean's family said that Elijah would sometimes wear a ski mask to keep warm as he suffered from anemia. Body cam footage of the incident shows the officers tackle McLean and continue to forcefully restrain him, notably using what is known as a carotid hold, which is a form of chokehold that is banned in many places but legal in Aurora, Colorado, where the incident took place. A police officer at the scene recommended paramedics administer McLean ketamine, a drug routinely used by Aurora law enforcement to reduce agitation. 140-pound McLean was then issued an inappropriate dose of ketamine, 500 milligrams according to an officer's comment in the body cam footage, a much higher dose than the recommended amount for his weight. He suffered a heart attack in the ambulance and died days later after being left brain dead. The first investigation determined the officers and paramedics were not guilty of any wrongdoing and they still hold their jobs. A petition to reinvestigate the case and fire the officers involved has received over 3 million signatures. In San Diego, California, I'm Cole Benowitz for WTBU News. I've got your next story about how Texas has paused its reopening after a surge of new coronavirus cases. After the U.S. broke an April record for the highest number of new coronavirus cases in a day on Wednesday, Texas has halted its reopening process. The state is one of several southern and western states that experienced a recent surge in cases and hospitalizations, which experts are saying could be traced back to Memorial Day weekend. Texas now has almost twice as many people hospitalized with COVID-19 than it did earlier this month. Governor Greg Abbott announced Thursday that businesses that were already permitted to open will be allowed to continue operating with safety measures and limited occupancy restrictions in place. Texas had just entered phase three of reopening before this pause, with some non-essential businesses such as restaurants reopening at 75% capacity. Now, elective surgeries in four counties are being suspended, and Abbott is urging people to slow the spread of the virus by wearing masks and practicing social distancing. In Burlingame, California, I'm Stella Lawrence for WTBU News. Finally, an update from Victoria Popovska about a stabbing in Scotland. On Friday, six people are in the hospital and a male suspect has been shot dead after a major stabbing incident in the city centre of Glasgow, Scotland. Of the six people being treated in the hospital, one is a police officer who is in critical but stable condition. Scotland police announced that an investigation of the incident is ongoing and is not being treated as a terrorist attack. Assistant Chief Constable Steve Johnson stated that the situation was contained and the wider public would not be at risk. People had been asked to avoid the area near West George Street in Glasgow and to not share unconfirmed reports about the situation. In Montville, New Jersey, I'm Victoria Poposka for WTBU News. That's it for this edition of WTBU News Today. Be sure to tune in to our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time over on WTBU Radio. On behalf of Grace Ferguson, Alex Corey, Evan Jimenez, Lily Kepner, and Jenny Kornrick, I'm Stella Lawrence reporting from Burlingame, California for WTBU News.